Have you ever reached a point where you've sat back and asked yourself, how did I get here? Or how did things come to this? When you take the time to look behind you and you look at all the choices, the forks in the road, the decisions to act or not to act, and you wonder what could have happened if even one thing had gone differently. Maybe at first you've been surprised, or you haven't been able to see a certain outcome occurring, or maybe you've been more perceptive, you've been able to see something coming long before it actually happens. You saw those earlier choices, and you knew where things were headed. Many events in our lives or in the world happen because they've been building for a while. Each of them had a series of decisions and factors that were set in motion days or weeks or months or years ago. We may or may not know it at the time, but each of those things helped contribute to where things are today. Are we able to analyze how certain things in our lives built to where they did? Can we pause to look behind and see what we've been building now? Welcome to the Coffeehouse Contemplative Podcast. few years into my first pastorate, we started looking for a house. Up until that point, for about five years, we had been living in the church's parsonage, which actually shared a parking lot with the church building. And for various reasons, we decided we wanted to look for our own house, a house that we could call our own. And so, for months, we looked at a lot of existing houses, and of course, we couldn't quite land on one that really suited what we wanted and what we were looking for. So we looked into building a house instead. We looked at a couple of different companies and signed with a particular one after hearing their pitch. And we went through the process of selecting details, what kind of faucets and doorknobs and cabinets and other things of that nature that we wanted. We, we went through the process of a floor plan and custom pieces of it that, that we wished to include. And a number of months later, 
we moved into our brand new, built-for-us home. It was an exciting time. And of course, along the way, we would stop by the building site and look through things. The As it slowly went up, we could see the foundation and then we could walk through the skeleton of the building and so on. And so being able to see it in its completed state, brand new for us, we were thrilled with the results. Now over time, we started to notice things as we settled into this new house. We started to notice certain details or certain things just started happening around our house. There would be times where we'd hang something on the wall and after not even that long of a while, the nail or the screw would just fall out, leading whatever we had hung to crash to the floor. In our walk-in closet the, of the master bedroom, there was this crash that we heard one afternoon, and we went upstairs to investigate and an entire clothing rack that had been installed during the building process had fallen to the floor. Again, just come out of the wall, sending everything that had been placed upon it down to the floor with it. One thing we noticed very quickly is that our brand new concrete driveway had a gap underneath it between the concrete and the ground underneath. We could actually look under and see to the other side. There was one point where we discovered that there were two wires in the wall that weren't connected. And whenever we would flip the switch for this particular circuit, the electricity would jump from one wire to the other. It turned out that our brand new house, our newly built house, where we were the first homeowners to live in it, was a fixer-upper. Even if you've never gone through the process of building a house yourself, you might know something about the difference that materials and effort makes. So we have materials. In other words, the quality of what we use. We can opt for cheaper materials or we can splurge for the better quality stuff. There are times when something cheaper or easier makes sense. And then there are other times when what we're building is worth that extra cost. 
This also makes a difference in longevity. We may want to just get something over with in the short term, and so we may opt for the cheaper or easier or quicker option. Or we may want to plan a little bit more for the long term, things that last will last us for a while, and so we may opt for the better quality yet more expensive materials instead. Now there's also the effort. Not only the quality of materials, but the quality of how well we put those materials together. And how well we pay attention to the details of putting those things together. How well they actually fit. And all of the potential double-checking that we may do. And the extra planning that we may put into this effort and choosing those materials wisely and with intention. The time management that we include in our planning and in our actual building. The following up on mistakes or shortcomings and taking responsibility when those mistakes or shortcomings occur. That driveway issue in particular, we went back to the builder and we said, we, we shared our concern about what was happening. We were worried that there would come some point where we'd drive over it and it might collapse. And I clearly remember the builder coming out, somebody Somebody in a position with the builder came out and, and looked underneath it, and I'm sure that he could also see that you could see right through the other side. And he got up and he said something about how much it really wasn't that much it wasn't it wasn't much of a concern and he he also said, Okay, we'll we'll look into something and we actually never heard about it again. We had to approach someone else to fix it, ultimately. Our decisions about materials and effort, each of these things affects the finished product. Each of these decisions, there are a series of small things that accumulate over time, you choose a certain quality of materials, you put in a certain quality of effort and attention, and then you follow up when issues are brought up or when you discover them in order to hopefully improve them, whereas ignoring them might be to everyone's peril. Not only would this affect the quality of what you are building? But it will affect your reputation as a builder as well. As a postscript, this builder that we worked with in this allotment, we moved out of that house after a few short years due to my taking another ministry position. And in the meantime, at some point, 
that builder went out of business. Little things eventually added up. Now, we've been talking for a long time here about houses. But this isn't just about houses. There are so many other areas, so many other practices, so many other projects that we could be talking about with this same idea. About all the little decisions that you make every day and how they are building something. We can name certain goals or hopes that we have for our own lives, for relationships, for work-related matters, and every time we decide something related to them, we're building something, whether we realize it or not. And likewise, we are building something every time we don't decide. Or every time we defer to some other time or to some other person in order for something to happen. If we have something we really want to achieve, every decision that we make relative to it will affect what we end up building or whether we end up building it. Every little decision will determine the trajectory of what we're building, whether we're building forward or backward or just staying in the same place in a stagnant sort of state. And it will determine the quality of the outcome. We may have a, a dream that we want to work toward, but the decisions that we make relative to it will determine how well that dream ends up being fulfilled. That includes every time we decide to put in a few extra minutes, or every time we decide to put something off, or every time we decide to devote attention to something else, or every time we decide to splurge for something that will help us. Or every time we decide to go with a cheaper, easier option. Or every time we decide to plan ahead. Or every time we decide to put off such planning. Or every time we decide to follow up after the fact or every time we decide to just leave things behind us be. Each of these decisions builds something, for better or worse, whether toward our goal or working against it. Regardless, something is being built. But what exactly is being built may not be what we wish.
In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7, Jesus tells a very brief parable about two builders. And he even has a, a little setup for this parable that he tells where he says, Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a man who built his house on a rock. And he tells of a great storm and a flood that beats against this house that is built on a rock. And at the end, the house is still standing. And he contrasts this with another builder who builds his house on sand. And again, there is a storm and there is a flood and this house cannot withstand these forces and it falls down. Now, a common interpretation of this parable is that the main point of it concerns belief. That is, having the right belief, having the right trust in Jesus or in God as revealed through Jesus, you have that as the great foundation for your life. It's like a good, solid rock of a foundation on which you can build all sorts of things, and you will be able to withstand life's storms. As opposed to not doing this, not building your life on this robust belief. And so when life storms come around, everything will fall apart. Now, if you go back, and again, you pay careful attention to the setup to this brief parable, again, Jesus says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them is like a man building his house on a solid foundation. Jesus is not really talking about belief. Instead, he equates solid building with not only hearing his words, believing in his words, but actually acting on his words. Not just hearing them, but responding to them. Putting them into practice. Action is what makes the difference. Action is what has an actual effect on others and on ourselves. Jesus' point is about discipleship being an active, participatory thing rather than something passive that is chiefly concerned with correct theology. Now, I've talked about this before in a previous episode. But think about how actually doing something changes things. It may change you. 
It may change others. It may change the world, even. To act is to make a change in the world around you or within you. And the more you act, the more you practice, the more change can happen, either inside or in your surrounding environment. Think about daily or weekly chores that you may have around the house. You have something that is dirty or disorganized, and you take the time to clean it or to organize it. Or you think about tasks at work. Something needs to be done, and it falls to you to complete whatever this item is. Or you think about a relationship, and something in it, something about it, needs to be given attention, needs some kind of intention. And so you take time to talk about it or to address it in some other way. Or if you want to do something to strengthen your own spiritual life. So you may seek out practices or resources in order to help that along. Now, think on the one hand about the change that can happen either immediately or over time when you actually act on each of these needs. Chores get done. The house is a little cleaner, a little more organized. Work tasks are completed, so not only will it help your organization, but you also develop a reputation, a good reputation, over time as a worker. Or when you take the time to intentionally address things that might not be going so great in a relationship, and that relationship improves. Or you take on some kind of a regular spiritual practice, and that over time, reflects positively on what you would like it to be. Now think about what not acting on each of these would do. Think about what would happen if you didn't act on each of these. And maybe you even have examples of when you haven't acted on each of these. The chores pile up. The dirty dishes pile higher. The trash can begins to overflow. The laundry pile just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The dirt and disorganization gets bigger and bigger. And then the task of addressing it gets bigger and bigger. Not acting on entrusted work tasks? That may hurt the workplace, 
but it will certainly hurt your, hurt your prospects with that workplace. If you continue to neglect some piece of a relationship that you know needs to be addressed, if you ignore the possibilities of conflict that are involved, that, in, that accumulates over time and the relationship continues to deteriorate. Or you want to work on your spiritual life, but you don't take the time to actually seek out the possibilities and everything just stays the same. The more you do to address the, each of these issues, the more you decide to address each of these issues, the more that you practice, the more it changes you. It changes your approach. It conditions you. It helps you build habits. It even motivates you and prepares you in different ways. An example that, again, I have shared in a previous episode from my own life comes from my involvement in karate. Earlier this year, was my last test to receive a new belt to to achieve a new level within the system. It was my brown belt test. And I have to admit that leading up to that test, I knew that it was going to be difficult, but I still did the bare minimum leading up to it. I had fulfilled certain requirements and didn't do anything really beyond those requirements, and I blew off opportunities to improve or to hone my skills or to get extra practice in. And ultimately, the test itself went okay. But I did begin to struggle more and more the longer the test went on. I completed it, and I was proud of my accomplishment, but afterwards I was called out. I was told I needed to work on my stamina more. I needed to work on my endurance. And I was even told how little effort I sometimes seem to be putting into classes beyond those bare minimum requirements. It was a bit of a turning point moment for me. Now, since then, I have taken on a more robust workout routine. I have taken on more regular attendance, even after fulfilling the basic requirements uh, of such things. And I have to say, there has been a notable difference, a positive notable difference in competency of technique, in endurance and stamina. Before this test, before this last test, I was building something. 
It wasn't something that was very good. Afterwards, I've been building something else. My inaction, my putting things off, my decisions to take on less had built one thing. But my increased action after also began to build something. Our action or inaction in our own lives, whether karate or spirituality, chores, work, relationships, whatever, our action or inaction in each of these areas and in so many more, we're building something either way. What we do or what we don't do, both of those things accumulate in one way or another. I gave these examples from earlier, building greater organization in our lives, building trust, building attention, building our internal life, or we may be building disorganization or distrust or apathy or neglect or deterioration. To act is to build something solid. To not act is to build something unstable and unsustainable. All those little decisions, all those small things, they add up. They accumulate over time. Either way, we are building something, but we may need to occasionally step back and realize what exactly is that we are building. Thank you for listening to the Coffeehouse Contemplative Podcast. I'm Jeff Nelson. You can find more about my writing, including my four books, at coffeehousecontemplative.com. You can also find me on social media, facebook.com slash revjeffnelson, and I'm at boldroastrev on both Twitter and Instagram. Have a great week.